A classic detective, worthy of the title detective, whether it be Inspector Clouseau, or Sherlock Holmes, or Jessica Fletcher, or C.K. Chesterton's Father Brown, usually begin their investigation of something unusual or of a murder addressing several basic questions. Who? What? Where? When? And often most interesting and at times the most evasive question, why? These questions asked by these and countless other detectives are able to serve us today in our reflections on the solemnity of the Ascension. The first four questions can be rather simply answered by seeing what St. Luke writes in the Gospel and in the Acts of the Apostles. Who? Jesus. What? Jesus being taken up bodily into heaven from whence he descended with the image of the apostles doing him homage. Where? At Bethany, after which they were to return to Jerusalem to be his witnesses. And when? Forty days after his resurrection from the dead. We are left then with the why question, or as is sometimes said in homiletic circles, the so what question, or the what does this mean for us question. Simply stated in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, the Ascension commemorates and celebrates when Jesus Christ ascended to heaven, body and soul. It is closely linked with his descent from heaven, which we rightly celebrate in the mystery of the Incarnation and with his resurrection from the dead. In the scriptural accounts of both the Incarnation and the Ascension are recorded details which include the angels, the sky, the voice from heaven, the wondrous deeds of God. In the one, we have Magi from the east beyond Israel kneeling in homage before the Creator, King, and God. In the other, we have the disciples doing Jesus' homage, the Creator, King, and God, as he blesses them, parts from them, and was taken up into heaven before them. Jesus, we are told, raised his hands in blessing, like Moses did in parting the Red Sea, and also when his hands were uplifted, brought the favor in battle to the Israelites against their enemies. At the end of the Gospel, St. Luke restates his teaching from the beginning of the Gospel. It is written that the Christ would suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, that repentance for the forgiveness of sins is to be preached in his name to all the nations, a theme recurring ever so prominently at Pentecost. The lifting up of Jesus on the cross announces, proclaims, and prepares for his lifting up at the ascension into heaven, and in fact, it begins it. 
while in the wilderness, in the desert, on the way to the land of promise, when anyone, as a result of their sin, was bitten by the serpents, who were sent in punishment for their sins and offenses before God, they would be healed, they would be saved from the consequences of their sins and from the throes of death by gazing upon the serpent mounted on a pole, lifted up high in their midst. Life would be restored to them. They would be filled with new life. They would become a type of new creation, once dead, now alive by the merits of him who was foreshadowed in this lifting up in the desert outside of the city. Now Christ, our resurrection and life, lifted up high on the wood of the cross for us and for our salvation, tramples on the head of the serpent, freeing us from the clutches of sin and death when we are bitten by the wiles of the evil, godless serpent. As our Lord and Savior is lifted up on the cross of salvation and redemption, and so lifted up into heaven, so too are we invited and beckoned to follow where he has trod and gone before us, through suffering, death, and resurrection, at the glory for eternity, at the right hand of the Father in heaven. May we so believe as to merit a share in the divine, life-giving graces flowing from the ascension of Christ, lifted up on high, and may we so live as to be raised and lifted up from darkness, sin, and death in this life, to live and reign with Christ eternally in heaven. <laughs>